Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end. The one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the last video store clerks. <laughs> what is that? You want to see my feet? I'll show you my feet. Okay. I'll show you my feet, Frank. Okay. See that? Do you have rough spots around your heels? No. You need to moisturize? No. You need to scrape? Hummus? What is it? Pumice stone? Should I come over to your house and put my feet in your hummus? <laughs> Keep it a little stir. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it a little stir. It's lemony. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. You know, speaking of that scene with the little arm, the movie we're going to talk about once the arm split happens, I had a flashback to that kind of. It reminded me of the same thing. Was it Chris Cooper? Was that that guy's name? Chris Elliott. Ah, oh, shit. There you go. Cabin boy. Yeah. Or ca- is he a cabin like, man? Like that. That's my go-to, and you have to be a very specific age to remember it. Yeah. Now. Otherwise, he's just the fucking creepy guy from Something About Mary. Woogie. Do you ever watch Eagleheart? His adult Swim show? No. It was great. Brett Favre was in uh, Something About Mary, too, so a bunch of creepy guys in that movie. Why is Brett Favre creepy? Uh, he's just turned into kind of a, one of the shitty people. Did you watch anything new? Nothing new. Nothing new. How do I know that something terrible is coming right after that statement? Nothing new. So I got I went to sleep watching classics like Talladega Nights and uh, Captain Phillips. <laughs> weird mix i am the captain now (laughs) (laughs) um no so i went to sleep to those but then one that the other one that i watched oldie but a goodie but different now and i was like when is the last time you watched this johnny mnemonic yeah that's different now it's different now i would actually say that i like it more now it's different to be perfectly honest well so here's what makes me feel old at the very beginning of the movie like Opening sequence, man. Choo choo choo. It's looking like a little bit of lawnmower, man. A little bit of like, you know, like you're in the computer in the 90s. It simply says internet 2021. And then you're bouncing around a circuit board like you're in Tron. And I was like, well, like, there wait, was... do we have that now? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was this whole like Star Wars scrolling backstory of what the situation was and with the smugglers and everything. But then there was like this, you know, like 90s 3D virtual reality opening. And it's like Internet 2021. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That is like, a really weird case of taking a short story and then making it too complicated for the movie. And then I'm like, well, wait, this was mid 90s. And then he did Matrix. I very much enjoy it. Well, it's a William Gibson thing. The Matrix is just a William Gibson ripoff. I'm just saying it happens like, to be Keanu at the same time. Like He likes cyberpunk. He does. Replicants. And Bro, why do you always bring that up? <laughs> Let that one die. <laughs> I know. We can always talk about Knock Knock. Anyway. I um, love Knock Knock. <laughs> My wife does not. Olympia watched Knock Knock before I did. <laughs> what did she think about it? I think she liked it. Yeah. 
I mean, I you know. see me and my wife had just been dating for a short period of time. And it was my go to pick the movie. And I was like, I want to watch this fucking Eli Roth movie. Like, what's this? And I was like, maybe wrong choice to watch with you. Because I did sort of enjoy it. But, uh, <laughs> watching it with her was weird. Because yeah. she did not. So, yeah, we watched it at separate times. And I watched it second. But anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, what about you? You check out anything new? What, watched all of Pete Davidson's show. Bubkiss. Oh, Joe Pesci. Yeah. And uh, Edie Falco. Good. Who are show stealers. Ultimately... The better part of the show than Pete Davidson, but it was good. I think it was trying to have a lot of heart, and it did. But also, I kind of wish it didn't, and it went a little harder. Mm, that's For a, a show that starts with uh, accidentally coming on your mom, I expected like the end to be a blowout. I didn't know that was the opener. But there were a lot of like cameos. That I really, there's a John Mulaney drug rehab cameo kind of thing. There's lots of real life shit in it, but Joe Pesci was great. They did de-age Joe Pesci at one point, like not with a computer. Oh. And it scares the shit out of me because he just looks like Joe Pesci wearing Joe Pesci's face hmm. from 10 years ago. Well, I mean, once you're a wet bandit, man. He didn't want to be a wet bandit. That was just stern. R.I.P. Tommy. Fucking good fellas. We should do... Very amusing. Mob movies sometimes. So amusing. Joe Pesci. <laughs> My cousin Vinny is on something right now. But you watched uh, All of Shrinking now, right? Shrinking, I'm almost there. Almost there. But that is really hitting the spot right now. It's a good show. Well, and you know, I'm, pr- I'm kind of fucked up. And so I like that they're, th- that they're therapists. I feel like it, it helps me work through shit while I'm watching the show. Harrison Ford is just like my first stepfather really? in that show. Yeah. They look alike. Real gruff. Yes. Cynical, smart ass. Same demeanor and everything. Me and my stepbrother had a conversation about it. (laughs) But I also, like, it just came at a time when I needed something funny about grief, you know? And it's done so well. It's it's perfect in so many ways. And I laughed so hard every episode of that show. So many different times. You watch something with somebody, and it's, you know, the occasional look over, laugh together. I feel like when I'm watching that, like I'm constantly just fucking like punching fucking Olympia while I'm laughing. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like the getting talker. a little too excited like a monkey. But it's like all the time. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm doing this more than I've done in a like a show in a long time, if ever. Because I'm not like I'm not trying to fuck with you. And I'm like, let's enjoy the show. But it's I'm like, you heard that, too. Right. It's so good. It hits the spot. It does. It really did. It does. And uh, the cast creator of Scrubs, too. And that's his wife. You were telling me, so, dude, Jefferson. From fucking Married with Children is her husband. He's great. He is this is really funny. He's like my favorite guy in the show, kind of. Like I, I want to like her. You know, I want to like Paul. You know, or Jimmy. Is that Jason? Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. I want to like. Oh, and uh, Jessica, Jessica Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah. The balance in that cast is amazing, and then the way they interact, and man, it's just it's what I needed, and it's my first Apple. TV oh, that was show. your first Apple it's, show. I picked that as my first. Oh, man, I'm going to go hard on Silo. <laughs> Silo. I'm really excited. Plus, I love Rebecca Ferguson. Rose the Hat from uh, the Shining sequel. Oh. From Doctor Sleep. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. That was, I think, the first time I was like, I fucking like this lady. <laughs> and she's good. I rewatched Dune as well this week. Oh, Dune. Well, when's the next one coming up? November. November. Oh, fuck. I was trying to wait until... Like, Closer. I watched it when it came out, and mm. then I was like, 
I'll watch it again and then I'll go see the next one. And I just had like a, this is what I want to watch right now. I saw feeling. it twice on HBO Max. I watched it twice. Like boom. And then like I think a couple weeks went by and then watched it again. I have a special relationship with Dune where that's a book I reread a lot. It's different every point in my life. I feel differently about the story. And I love the old movie. I like the David Lynch one because it's a part of my childhood. <laughs> it's such a part of like me being like, oh my God, I didn't know movies could be this alien. See, Dune was not one of my childhood sci-fis that I, I didn't see that till high school. Really? Yeah. I want to say it was freshman year, man. The first time I saw Dune. I was pretty young when I saw the David Lynch Dune and it made a huge impression on me. Look, man, I was busy watching Enemy Mine. <laughs> yeah zombies i think i watched that too yeah. but it was uh dune was a higher tier of like i was like this is a fucking movie it doesn't hold up like i wish it did but i like seeing dune like this because this is the way i pictured it yeah it feels so much closer to the way i pictured the book even the first time i read it and didn't fucking understand what the fuck i read because <laughs> i read that book when i was so young that i had no fucking idea but i stuck with it i kept looking all the words up in the back of the thing like, what the fuck's a gum jabbar? It was on Audible at my house, but it wasn't me listening to it. But I heard it was intense. I love it. I haven't read the ones that his son wrote after he died. Because there's more. The story wasn't as awesome when Herbert was still around. Like, <laughs> we'd gotten so far removed from Paul by then. One day I'll, like, audiobook get it done. Mm -hmm. Maybe that free credit. Yeah, but I just keep re I always I reread the first Dune book a lot. But I liked rewatching the movie. I will rewatch it again when part two comes out. Do you do any TV? Uh, Bub Kiss was like my oh, yeah, that's TV right. thing. I forget these original series are shows. And then I watched. Not uh, I've been watching season three of Picard because I have Paramount, so I'm getting my Star Treks in. Get them in. Yeah, I'm, I've got to watch the Strange New Worlds one, the one that's before Kirk. Beam me up. Okay. <laughs> 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 did you know that if you do pew pew in a text message on your iphone it does little laser blasts but that's star wars not star trek i know believe me i know i fuck with luke all the time too because he's such a big star wars guy so i say star trek shit to him sorry so you're just fucking with me in the other direction yes <laughs> even it's... though i like both <laughs> i but, like both but almost I know equally no no but you like star trek more than star wars uh, not true whether you know it or not no there's just more Star Trek. I don't know. I feel like, I like it, Star Trek differently than I, I like I feel Star like you Wars. get an extra little sparkle when you're talking about Star Trek compared to Star Wars. It's because it upsets people more when you talk about Star Trek than it does when you talk about Star Wars. Just in general, the average person tunes out faster when you talk about Star Trek. Yeah, and I mean, once they went to the next generation, the stormtroopers were just too much. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Easter gay. <laughs> 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 Who are you gonna bring Dunnets into this? <laughs> it's the way that He's my gay. my brain fires in different directions at different times. It's just like it's a random showcase of like just nonsense at all times. You just gotta see which side wins the battle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did I mention I've been watching Shrinking? Yes. What's fucked up is like I'm not sure if it's supposed to be that way, but I feel like I'm a dash of uh, each of those people. His patience? Well, I'm more like the violent one and then the chick who can't wear outside clothes inside. 
like both of those are me oh but then also the angry guy like why the fuck does the coffee guy want to talk to me <laughs> like give me my fucking coffee <laughs> maybe all three of those but i don't mind that day-to-day conversation but i'm definitely that fuck you guy who's like god damn it he looked at me funny have you ever thought about seeing a psychiatrist yeah i've been there done that i think that's an ongoing thing yeah it's you know it's not like going to the dentist where you just go like once every 10 years so what do you think of men men was a pleasant surprise caught me off guard didn't see it coming I wasn't really sure whether you would like this. <laughs> it's and it's I liked it, you know, and we won't I won't talk about it right off the bat, but the end, I see what you did there, but at the same time, cool for not giving us this a standard ending. I thought you were going to maybe feel a little Swiss army man about this. No, this was this was a beautiful movie. The scenery, the way that they filmed it, the the locations they chose, even when they were in the city scene. You know, at the apartment downtown, the loft, I guess you would say, at the loft. Alex Garland takes his fucking time, too. Like, he will, like, bask in a shot in a way that you don't see enough anymore. It's in, uh, this kind of reminded me of Mother a little bit. Mother, I also thought, was a beautiful mess. This, though, just that outdoor and then that classic, like, this was like the UK, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say this might be Scotland. I was going to say, like, maybe there was a little bit of Ireland and Scotland scattered in there. I mean, definitely, like, when they're showing the the flat scenes, you know, when they're at her flat. Yeah, it looked like it was probably, like, London or maybe Cardiff and Wales or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they're right there on the water, though, with one of those bridges in the background. I don't know if that was the London Bridge or just... When you're in London, there's actually several bridges around the London Bridge. Like, it's not like that's the bridge right there. And a lot of them look pretty fucking cool. I don't know why London Bridge... Anyway. Because it was falling down. It's there. Falling down. It's there. Falling down. It's there. Want to play Bloody Mary? I didn't get to ride the Ferris wheel. There's a big Ferris wheel. It's in a lot of movies. It's right there. When I went, we went over the bridges, but we never got to ride on the Ferris wheel. Yeah, Ferris wheel sucked. Didn't even make it. What's it? The world? I mean, they're like the lamest ride. But it's in London, and it's in all the movies and shit. And it's like one of those things you do. I ate at a McDonald's and watched people shoot heroin on the sidewalk through the window. Cool. I know. London was pretty edgy, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, no, this was beautiful. The way, the locations. Oh, it just. Ugh. And Jesse Buckley. Like, she's we'll get into great. the Damn. She's one of those people that I want to see in more things now because she I'm like. She gets lost in parts. I start so to good. just be like, the last movie I've seen her in, that's just who she is in my head. I know. You go to that, and I keep going to Chernobyl, the firefighter's wife. But I've seen it a couple times. This movie's going to live in my head for a long time. It creeped me the fuck out, and I couldn't tell the angle they were taking. You know what I mean? Because once you kind of saw that, like, oh, is that it? Wait, he looks like, huh. And then you're like, oh. I was trying to find the message in it. You know what I mean? And then the title of the movie. I was. I think I was doing my own storytelling again. So you'd say you like men. I, Would m- you say that you like men? M- men, is, men are pretty good. Men was pretty good. I like men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too uh, jesse buckley was impressive i just you brought it up she did a fucking great job in this movie the feeling dude the emotion even when she's by herself in that first setting oh my goodness <laughs> i mean you know like you're peaking you're enjoying like this freedom this freshness and then fuck the fuck but then her ability to read the dis- summary summary men Summary men here. Following the death of her husband, James, Harper retreats to an idyllic countryside village to grieve. She rents a 500-year-old house from a man named Jeffrey. Hiking through the woods, Harper encounters a naked man with Jeffrey's face that follows her home. 
The narrative jumps between the day of her husband's death and the present. After asking James for a divorce, he threatened to commit suicide. James ends up punching Harper in the face during the argument, and she locks him out of the apartment. Moments later, she sees him fall from the roof. But the look of shock on his face leads Harper to question whether James meant to fall or slip trying to re-enter the flat from the balcony. She calls the police and the man is arrested. As Harper encounters various men of the town, they all seem to have the face of Jeffrey. It's fucking weird. And like I said, I started trying to like figure out the deeper meaning there. Should have let off. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have pursued as, as normal. At a local bar, she learns from the arresting officer that the naked man was released. Back at the house, the man returns. As do all of the other men trapping Harper in the house. After that, things get very, very weird, and it's better that we just talk about it. Yeah. Men, of course, was written by the fucking amazing Alex Garland. I've read all your books. Uh, <laughs> the beach is very good. The movie is just okay. Although Garland started writing this screenplay 15 years before its release in 2020, during the pandemic, I take it, he decided to take another look at it. Men was released in the U.S. anyway by A24, in May of 2022. So it sounds like they filmed it pretty quickly. And as we said, it stars Jesse Buckley as Harper, Roy Kinnear as Jeffrey, the owner of the house Harper rents. Kinnear also plays every other man in the movie. The naked man, the vicar, the pub owner, the police officer. He plays an adolescent boy and two or three pub patrons. I Two. Two. For sure, two. Because I don't think the bartender makes it to the house. He had a bar to close. He had to... Closing time. <laughs> Papa Esidu, I think, is his name. I'm sorry, sir, if I mispronounced your name. As James, Harper's dead husband. And Gail Rankin as Riley, Harper's friend that she talks to on FaceTime a couple times and then appears at the end of the movie. Critical reception of men was pretty focused on whether or not it said anything new about its subject matter, but the continuity of every review is that this movie is going to be impossible to stop thinking about. Like I said, this movie is going to live in my head for a long time, and when we started doing this podcast, that's what we were looking for. Yeah. Was how do you find that movie that lives inside you? Sometimes it's in a bad way though. Like in a requiem for a dream way. It lives inside you forever. Sorry. And you would rather maybe clear that space out. It's a reflex. You say Requiem for a Dream, I'm going to the scene. But I think all of Alex Garland's movies live in my head. But I think that all of his movies are sort of about like creatively destructing. Like for himself. That's directly the point of Ex Machina. Mm -hmm. Was it was this Mark Zuckerberg guy who was like, let's see if I can get myself killed. (laughs) <laughs> did you hear that zuckerberg fucking lost a jujitsu tournament and he fucking bitched about it so they did a rematch and then he won so they gave him gold and silver yeah that's real life just read that today i, I was not like surprised though. like i mean it's not like i'm keeping track of what he's doing but i'm like oh you know billionaire jujitsu getting in tournaments i had i had like some fox catcher vibes if you know what i'm saying <laughs> but and then i i was like oh he won something so i click and then like Four articles down, I'm like, yeah, he lost, complained about it, then got both medals. And I was like, oh, whoa, 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 here's the story. So sure enough, I started digging in. Yeah, people were posting about it left and right. Like, yeah, match didn't go his way. He lost. And like, you can see it in these videos. He's like looking at the ref like, what? So they do a rematch and then he wins and somehow gets gold and silver. Yeah, I'm sorry I made that comparison. Oscar Isaac as a tech genius that builds a robot is not comparable to 
this fucking guy who keeps fucking up my Oculus headset. <laughs> meta, 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 meta. My avatar looks so stupid. He oh. doesn't have any legs. You just kind of hover? Yeah, I'm just a torso. You see Wally? Was it like an Eva? You just kind of droning around? It's worse. Oh. Makes me sad. It's why I won't delete my avatar on Xbox Live. I used to not have to look at it, and then they put a fucking mirror so you can see yourself in your home screen. <laughs> anyway, I got way <laughs> off subject. Meta. Every Alex Garland movie, I think, is him. It's somebody imploding. I kind of think that this movie was made to make you implode, though. Like The Watcher. <sighs> Like, what do you think that the message of this movie really was? So I tried to simplify it first. Once I saw that she had been through a traumatic experience and then she was seeing this the same face on every person, I was like, this is her way of dealing with the trauma and this is how we're being exposed to it. Is she seeing the same face on every person or are we seeing the same face on every person? Because she doesn't seem to acknowledge that these people all have the same face. Mm -hmm. She doesn't seem weirded out about it. If that was the case, like I was like, why this guy? Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that because with the first, okay, so let's see, you meet Jeffrey. Well, she doesn't. Then there's freak the naked out and man. She's like, there's a naked man outside with the face, or she wasn't like, that's the guy who rented me the no, house. No, no, no. But that's what I'm getting to. So Jeffrey was first naked man, then the police officer, right? So male police officer was the third Jeffrey face. Yes. Okay. I swear though, when there was that first like cut from her face to his. When he looked back at her, I thought the camera cut back to her and she made a face. I don't think so. See, she, I don't think she reacts to them looking the same. At well, that's all. the thing. In that one situation, I thought that she did make a face. And that's what threw me off because I'm like, wait, I thought she did acknowledge it with like a sort of look of confusion, maybe like a little head tilt. Like, I swear there was a slight reaction from her after they cut away from the male police officer. I think that's time. assigning a lot to something very small, though. I think there were plenty of other instances, like when she was in the bar. Oh, I mean, obviously. Where actually. there were lots of them around. Yeah, because it's between the two patrons, the bartender, Jeffrey's already there. Then the cop goes in. One, two, three, four. Or the little boy in the vicar. Yeah. The vicar, I think, was the best. He was, that was that my was a favorite. good wig. That was, because... That was the furthest away from his face I thought they got. It was the darkness of his eyes that changed him the most. It wasn't that they really did anything to his face. Mm -hmm. It was that that's a very like bright blue-eyed man in real life. And like they made him green when he was the kid. The kid was fucking creepy. The kid was fucking And then the mask so creepy. When she first came around the corner and you see him with the mask, I was like, okay, wait, what the fuck? And then later on the dancing raven with the mask. Oh yeah, that was really weird. I thought he was fucking it for a minute. It would have been funny if he had made like one of those, like he was trying to make one of those whistles like in the Flintstones when they like have to they leave work and they pull on. <laughs> Steam whistle. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I had bad experience with geese and some ducks. Did this feel like a folk horror movie to you though? Like Midsummer or Wicker Man or not the Nicolas Cage one or maybe the A Nicolas little Cage bit one, because it had that art indie vibe at times it just it didn't go full on tree of life you know what i mean tree of life isn't a folk horror movie though no but i mean like the actual visual art indie thing that i'm talking about yes this was more 
but I could appreciate... closer to the Aronofsky side of things where yeah. you're like, it kind of makes sense. Well, I mean, you get into a tree of life or a melancholia where these scenes are just so long and drawn out. I never felt visual... like he was wasting my time. Like... Exactly. No, the way that they did it in this one was like even in like the way that they would with those little seedlings at different scenes in this movie. I think that that all had narrative structure to it, too, because, you know, when the guy starts pushing the leaves into his face, he becomes the green man. Yeah, leaf So the green man is a thing that pops up in European churches Mm -hmm. and American churches. It's all over New York City. It's this weird carved face. And it was given a name by somebody around the end of the 1800s. It was like a lady something of England wrote some journal. So does this like predate the Mothman? No, it's like, it's just weird. It's damn weird that it's involved in Christian symbolism. Hmm. It's one of those things that's like left over from pagan symbolism. And it's just in so many architectural things, particularly churches. And I thought it was interesting he became the green, because I was like, he looks like the like a green man, green naked man. Like he was had like a yellow hue to him. Then later that green man thing came in and I was like, I remember reading about this. Well, so I, I did think it was odd that the police officer, the female officer was like acknowledging it was a fucked up situation. Like, yes, ma'am, you've handled it well. But at the same time, like they didn't really like, wow, he's looking like, uh, you know, Sam Neill in Event Horizon. You know what I mean? It's like baby Hellraiser thing going on. It's like where he's going, he doesn't need eyes. Yes, exactly. The female officer and the 911 call, which she calls 999. Sorry, 999. Here it's 911. When she calls 999, and the woman on the line asks her if there's any distinguishing things about him, Mm -hmm. part of me there was like, well, he's fucking naked. Oh, well, yeah. That was like, she didn't describe him as looking like fucking jeffrey well and did she ask for distinguishing things about him or the house i thought she said she was like is there anything distinguishing about the house or the property or something oh like maybe that? she did because she did describe her car yeah she was like front. oh yeah my blue ford fiesta's out front i thought she asked about distinguishing characteristics of the man no she asked about distinguishing characteristics about the property i believe is how she oh, worded okay. it which you i was thinking like, this fucking hamlet in the middle of fucking wherever we are yeah, Wales I mean, I'm in Shakespeare's Scotland. fucking cottage, lady. Was it Shakespeare's cottage? No, he said something about Shakespeare, or just that it, this house was around when Shakespeare. The fucking was house around. is 500 years old. I mean, I don't know how far off that is from the truth. It might be fucking spot on. That shit looked tight. I'm in down- England, yes, there's well, definitely 500 year old house. And I don't know if you noticed, but around the light switches was that old cloth lined electric wiring. Yeah. And I was like, that goes to the switch that they just touched. So I'm like, that house really does have some old-ass wiring, probably from like 30s to 50s, somewhere in there. And they've just never done the redone the electrical in that old cottage. It was a cool house, though. It was. and, and I'm Cooler like, than the house in Tone Deaf, if you ask me. But it's weird that we did these back-to-back because similar kind of weekend aways. I, I, yep, that's exactly what I was just about to say. Did we stumble upon another weekend away movie? We sure did. We must like weekend away movies a lot. Once again, we're Airbnb in a Shakespeare house. Yep. The only thing we're missing is uh, handheld camera found footage. <laughs> but I'm glad. No, no. I'm glad this wasn't that style. This was a. He was. But, but you had a naked man. You had a naked man. You had a fucking creepy ass young adolescent boy with a man's face. I liked some of the little storytelling things when she goes into the tunnel. She's literally crossing the threshold, which I think he tells kind of a plain story in all this madness. I think it could have gotten very tell you the message, Mm -hmm. you know, but did you feel like you were put in a position where you were making assumptions about 
what she was doing? That's what I, I'm really getting at with the, did she know that they all had the same face? Or is that just him telling us they're all the same? Like I had men let, are all the same. I believe I let go of that while watching it. Because like I said, I was like, I, I went to simplifying. That's right. I didn't get to elaborate on that. I find so, it very hard to believe that you didn't infer things about the story considering you. Well, so that's the thing. I, I went the opposite direction on this one. I went simple. I was like, look, it's called men. Her husband fucking killed himself. She watched it happen. Can you imagine making eye contact with someone as they're falling to their death, especially if they you were in such a close relationship? That's a that was fucking crazy. And you want to almost believe that, like, by punching her and mm -hmm. her kicking him out, like it gave her the release of like, if he does this, this this has nothing to do with you. You shouldn't feel anything about but it. But then she did. But you're going to. You're so, a person. Yeah, and then to simplify, you start seeing this the face on the same person. I almost thought they would tie it into there was some past trauma before the most recent trauma of seeing her husband commit suicide or slip. That it was gonna that that was the face of someone else. Yes, that's something that caused trauma in her life prior to the husband incident. I felt kind of like all those things were purposefully laid there to make you start to gaslight her too. Well, let's just say that was an uncle or her father, and there was some molesting going on. But I think it was for our benefit only. I don't think the faces had any bearing on her story whatsoever. If all of them were different men. Uh -huh. It would be the same movie for her. Or check this But it would out. be a different movie for us. Yes. I mean, true. True. Very true. I, I went from mine to what if, what if. It wasn't like anything like sexual abuse or anything, but someone had been killed in her life and somehow that village was tied into her past. And going back, there was like a subliminal escape that turned into, oh, just revisiting an old past. And that male figure had something very, you know, maybe murdered someone. But then she was like, all men are the same. Yes, I, I totally get what you're saying. Uber but simplified. I think Uber because simplified. he made all those men have the same face, they were all that same actor. Mm -hmm. The only person that it's having an effect on is you. You watching the movie... But it doesn't necessarily have any effect on her. She's just seeing men, and she's doing these. Uh, but then, like what what, if, what what a woman would do if when she was in that situation, like she kind of shakes off that that naked man is doing anything wrong for a second, and then she does that like she doesn't run away when she's taking that picture and she zooms in. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe he was just a squatter in the abandoned farmhouse. Yeah, but when so he starts to walk towards her, she fast walks away, and instead of just like outright running at first she like the noise the from run. the figure in the tunnel uh, 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 uh. it was catchy yeah it's stuck in my head it was a good that was a good tone like it was good tone you know somebody's like gonna put some fucking beat underneath that <laughs> it's gonna be on a soundcloud jamming uh but no I'd i mean listen to it so i mean okay in that instance then the face is meant for us right so then what do you, what are you perceiving as the message there? I think he was trying to get you to infer things about her. He was just he put you in a weird position. Yeah. By doing that to you, but he didn't do it to her necessarily. Mm -hmm. And then why do you think things get amplified? What causes shit to go down at the house? Why I do don't you think, think anything caused it. I think that that was it was just time. It was just time for Was that, that part of the process? I think we were headed towards that 
the whole time i felt it coming i was mm-hmm. like this is gonna get really out of control well and those fucking motion sensor lights get fucking on and off shit disappearing and things like that i was like ah, oh, here we go i liked the heavy-handed symbolism in the like religious symbolism and uh-huh. stuff like that with the tree and the apple and him being like dog don't eat the apple and don't just, oh, just yeah. joking and i thought it was great how every time jeffrey came back we were made to feel like she like she was made to feel like, oh, things are safe again. Mm-hmm. But then when Jeffrey fucking she hits him with her car, when she's escaping <laughs> and, and he, gets he a- fucking gets up and steals her fucking car and then chases her down. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, fuck, Jeffrey wasn't safe either the whole time. How'd you like the, the like the stars in that scene? That looked really bad. I noticed them before they started to like put more emphasis on them, because if you notice, it was there from the second she got kicked out. But then it like almost highlights in a sense well she looks up at it too but i i feel like they even like visually like they made it brighter yeah it looks as like they a painting out. yeah it was almost like that 28 days later scene where he's driving through the the flower fields and all of a sudden it goes to painting mode you know what i'm talking about written by alex garland so i had the same kind of vibe there and i was like oh this takes me back to 28 because you, you know what i'm talking about right yeah i do yeah 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 he's driving through the the uh like a meadow, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's say. like right after that uh, grocery store scene. That's yeah, all yeah, colorful yeah. and yeah, bright. Just nice little touch. You Irradiated. Know? Isn't there 28 Days Later? Like, isn't there another one coming out with... Uh, oh, Is Danny Boyle doing it? I don't know, but it's got... Cillian Murphy? Yes. Killian Murphy? Cillian. I think right? it's Killian. Is it Killian? I think so. Anyway. Yeah, I hear there's another one coming out, and it's got him in it. The way this movie felt, it felt like a Robert Eggers movie. The Witch... The Lighthouse, but modern day, whereas like I think Robert Eggers only will make a period piece. This one, then that end was just like bam, 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 huh? The end was fucked up, man. It was almost like, I'm going to do this now, and one is going to, like I got the symbolism, like one of the the, like toxic males gives birth to another one, gives Mm -hmm. birth to another one. I liked when she got fed up with it, and she was like, no, I'm not doing this She was over that shit. I did not expect her husband to come out at the end. I kind of saw that coming. I swear. Kind of saw it. It had to go somewhere. And I trust Alice Garland enough. I mean, I stuck with devs all the way to the end. How many people can say that? I didn't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that when her friend shows up at the end, that that's him letting you know that this really happened? That's what I was just going to bring up and ask you. So the friend shows up, right? We I don't even the think that car. necessarily the all the births happened. And solid on the, the vagina, the futinari. Uh. <laughs> okay, man, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. These were my notes. The leaf head had a natural birth, Pepe and a vag. Second one turns into shoulder vag, to foot out of the mouth vag, to the X. I wanted to remember kind of what order it happened in. Yeah, that was really weird. The shoulder. I wasn't expecting that. And then, oh, didn't you love the continuity, though, that when the feet come out, the one leg is broken still? Yes. And see, like, that's why I think I saw the husband coming, because at a certain point in the front yard, one of them had the broken leg that the husband had in his death scene. I like how slow when the arm splits. When the knife was caught in the mail slot? It pulls out. It was like, uh, I think it's when she stabs him in Ex Machina. It felt like the same kind of stabbing. Like, Alex Garland likes this, like, buttery knife stabbing thing. But the way it, like, smoothly pulled that arm in half. But it, it turned into a body horror movie. But not a stealing Cronenberg body horror movie. Not a The Thing. 
maybe a little bit of both of those things though it did you know because the, the way the, the arm seemed to work once it was split dude it grabs her by the neck at one yeah, point. yeah when it, the vicar was trying to like rape her Ugh, fucking crazy i thought it was gonna happen but that I was speech like... the vicar gives about how he's like you put these thoughts in my head and he was like holding her responsible for mm-hmm. all the sins he decided that she was capable of well pretty and in line with how fault. those fucking freak shows really think you know well i mean i yes. think he really nailed as far as the way this should make you feel he made you with all the the faces being the same guy he made you feel that confusion of you're like well wait is something happening or is it not which i think is was the point was mm-hmm. like when the vicar reaches out and puts his hand on her and then you you're like okay it's just a comforting thing and then you're like no no wait no this is not okay and then he fucking starts to like gaslight her about how she drove her husband to commit suicide and that it's her fault i think she was almost baiting us into or oh this isn't happening you brought this upon yourself you brought yeah somehow you've done this to yourself and then when we see at the end when the friend comes it's very possible that like she was fucking attacked by a bunch of guys Mm -hmm. and Maybe none of this weird birth metaphor actually happened or her talking to her dead husband well, or anything like that. We were shown that it happened by the friend showing up, but then what was up with the blood smear on the ground out through the door? Well, the car was wrecked. There was definitely a blood smear. And I find it hard to believe that she did all those things. Like she's nuts just wreaking havoc in this tiny town. So maybe we didn't see what really happened. We saw a version. I mean, that is the only version that exists is the one that's built to confuse you the dead husband when she goes and sees his body on the sidewalk was fucking gruesome yeah pretty accurate i would imagine in a sense you know i mean of course exaggerated for effect but you know did you notice like the skull damage like how it was like just that one kind of crease and i was like yeah and then like the you could see the trauma to the eyes but then part of it with the arms the bar through the arm did you feel like because there was like this religious undertone of sorts to me like was that like almost crucifix status i think the... all of those things were put in there to make you start to overanalyze it and to come to some sort of conclusion mm-hmm. and i don't think fucking alex garland knows what happened or anything <laughs> like that let them do with it what they may so whatever you think about it that's definitely what it is i think in the last episode i was talking about people bringing their baggage to reviewing the movie mm-hmm. i think it is necessary to bring your baggage to this movie because whatever you think that it might be about, I mean, that's fine, too. That's the best thing about, like, when you listen to a song and somebody's like, no, that song is about this. And you're like, fuck you, that song is about me. Once you write a song, it's not your fucking song anymore. It's whoever listens to it and the baggage they bring to it. And that's the way I felt about this movie. What baggage did you bring to, to this movie? movie? Like I said, I've been watching Shrinking, so, I mean, I offloaded my baggage in my happy show. This was... <laughs> It was, like I said, said at the beginning, it's a beautiful movie. Fucking scenery. Wherever the locations were for this, great job. That's what made it a folk horror movie to me was that small town feeling. What are they, like the Shire? The Shire? The Shire. <laughs> no, not the Shire. Like, Midsummer is a folk horror movie. That That's just, I'm using that as the most current example of folk horror. There's a lot. I've almost rewatched that recently, but I don't know how I can handle the end again. I wanted more at the end of that movie. Personally. <laughs> it didn't go hard enough. Oh, man. But I, also, it lives in my brain, and I'm never going to stop thinking about it. I can't wait to see Bo is Afraid. What's Bo is Afraid? Ari Aster. 
Midsummer. Walking Phoenix. Yeah. We don't have a movie for next time. Rock, scissors, paper, dude. Probably next time we're going to do a mini. Thanks everyone for joining us for the Last Video Store Clerks podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at Last Clerks, Instagram at The Last Video Store Clerks, and you can find Scott at dispatchesfromthepit.com.